Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. Yeah, I'm letting this have to be my Mike Jordan flu game. (laughs) (laughs) Just because you woke up early? Yes. I I hear you, man. Because, like, the morning is the worst. The morning is the absolute worst. I don't want to do anything in the morning. I've never had a job where I had to be there before, like, 1030 a.m. Oh, like, um, with my schedule, a normal morning early for me is like 930, 10. So this is suboptimal. What a gamer. I'm trying, man, for the team, for the good of the team. When I get up in the morning, my feet don't work. Like I can't I can't walk straight for about the first like 20 <laughs> minutes of the day. You turn into a paraplegic overnight. It, for the first 20 minutes of my day, it does. It starts and I can't see. Like my eyes don't work till about 20 minutes into the day. Yeah, that's... I, can't, I can't walk down the hallway with a cup of coffee because I'll I'll like I'll spill parts of it. I do so many dumb things in the morning that's too. Funny. Like I'm just not booted up mentally at that point at all. I'm scared. The reason why we joined this area of business is so we don't have to get up extremely early anymore. Right. <laughs> you know, I do get up early quite a bit, like um, against my will because I have kids, mm-hmm. and I've learned. <laughs> That Tony is a lot like me where he, I mean, if you text Tony before 10 a.m., it's like it never happened. <laughs> you might, you got to wait. You might as well wait. Yeah. yeah I just, wish there was a way to schedule a text on my phone because I, I just have all these texts to send Tony at 730 and I've just set them for, you know, 10 a.m. or something. Cause otherwise it's like, he'll have no recollection of it ever happening. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I don't know what this pod is going to be like. And, this is going to be different for us because this is we've we've been lucky enough to be able to record at the same time for all five of our episodes. And I think that's helped because we that like by that point in the day, stuff has happened. <laughs> we're geared. We're fired up about something. But today it's like, I don't know. Well, as Russ tries to get his eyes open and <laughs> has about the about a you know, on the scale of one to ten in enthusiasm about a uh, negative four welcome to sports adjacent i'm jason leisure with russ dorsey we've got tony gill as our producer and uh we are trying to navigate a bunch of different schedule problems and we are recording our show in the morning for the first time it's 9 a.m and to most people, Russ, that's not ungodly early. Most people have been at work for at least an hour by then. And uh, but for us, this is like this is probably the hardest thing any of us has ever been asked to do. I, you sound like my mom because I tell her all the time, like if she'll call, I said, Mom, don't call me before 830. Like, I, I can't wait to talk to you. 
but you got to call me like after nine. And she was like, you know, most of the world's been up by nine o'clock. And I'm like, yeah, but not me. So, <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's well, well, honestly, the cool, another cool thing. This is the, uh, the fourth city I've recorded our pod in. Russ. Yeah. On top of Russ having to get up at eight 59 to record this at nine, <laughs> if that's even fair to say, if you're even awake now, I'm not totally, I'm not, I wouldn't describe you as fully awake at this moment. Um, Russ was flying the night before from Pittsburgh to Milwaukee because of his job covering the Cubs. And man, that's, you better get used to that. Cause that's life. That is life. When you cover basketball, when you cover anything but football, that's, that's how it goes. You're going to have a lot of mornings like this, man. I feel for you. Um, Sports Adjacent is brought to you by Obvious Shirts. I, don't worry, Russ. I'll do the promo. <laughs> Try to get your bearings here, buddy. You're on a, you're on a Zoom call. You're recording a podcast. I'm Jason. That's Tony. Come on, man. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help set this up. I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. He's getting there. We're brought to you by Obvious Shirts. We're really glad to have them. Uh, if you go, it, You know what's a good idea at Obvious Shirts? They have these great all these great different t-shirts. They actually have a golf one. It says golf over everything. It's a nice, clean white t-shirt with green print on it. That's a great idea for you. If you've uh, are looking for something for father's day coming up, not that far away, um, coming right off the masters. And if you go to obvious shirts, not only do they have that shirt and plenty of other shirts, but they give our listeners 10% off. If you use the promo code adjacent 10. So we love those guys over at obvious shirts and you will too. If you, Go over and place an order, man. I mean, you got Mother's Day, Father's Day. You got it's just summer in general. You could uh, you can load up your you can refresh your own T-shirt collection or help out one of your buddies. Sports adjacent merch coming soon. Coming soon. Yeah. At a time TBD. Hopefully. I'm hoping by the time this episode drops, there will be at least a couple. But yeah, very, very soon. So keep checking back. IvyShirts.com. And we'll make sure to put that on our various social medias. You flew, you flew at night, right? You yeah. flew after the Cubs game in Pittsburgh. You flew that night and then got into Milwaukee late that night. Yeah. Is that correct? Rather than the that morning? is correct. And okay. then the, the unfortunate part is you would think a big city like Pittsburgh would have a direct flight to a, another decent sized city like Milwaukee, but that's not the truth. So I had to fly from Pittsburgh to Chicago and then Chicago take this toy airplane <laughs> from O'Hare like a minivan with wings right that's what it felt like you feel every bump you feel every pocket of air that you go through it but fortunately it was only like a 15 minute flight so I would still take all of that over flying first thing in the morning I, I you don't see me book a 7 a.m flight unless it's just there's just no other way because yeah. that's the worst I mean that's like the most horrible as much as I hate the morning to begin with then the idea of getting up at 5 a.m. after a night game, then riding in a cab for who knows how long to get to the airport in whatever city you're in. And then everything in the airport. I, it, when I'm in the airport in the morning, it's like how pregnant women complain about how every smell bothers <laughs> oh them. My God. Every smell bothers me in the morning, like at that hour in the morning. And then and, and on top of all that, once you get on the plane for one of those early morning flights, the entire plane smells like fart. So you're. There's a lot to unpack there. So, so you're comparing yourself to a pregnant woman. I am. Well, I guess a little. I'm just saying I understand for that hour of the morning. Their plight. I understand how they feel about how bad about how smells affect them. That's the only part 
I want to say that I understand because I, I grasp that I don't understand the rest of it. Yeah, no, I, I don't know if, if you're uh, in comparison to. Pregnant women will tell you that every smell makes them nauseous, practically like onions or whatever. And, and that's how I feel at 6 or 7 a.m. at LaGuardia or wherever I am. So you can't walk in the morning and everything makes you feel like you're going to throw up. Yes, it's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> On top of the fact that I'm tired. That's terrible. I would never wake up before 11 if I was you. I don't want to. I don't want to. Eventually, you get to a point where you can't help it because you have kids, you have dogs, you have just, I think as you get older, you get to a point where you can't sleep in anymore. I mean, I don't know if I could sleep in past 830 at the very, very latest if I really wanted to. And and again, there's a hundred people, thousands of people, hopefully listening to this, uh, that are just laughing at us because i mean they've they're already halfway through their day at that point they've already taken the train into the city they've right. already accomplished a million things by the time that you know the three of us can't believe we had to wake up by i have something that i wanted to circle back to so on our last uh, might have been when we were doing our pre or post pod discussions that we love to have tony said that he was going on a date and I kind of want an update on Mr. Gill's date. So uh, I mean, do you know? Yeah, no, I actually really do. <laughs> I can tell by that response. If you, you do don't, not you check don't with him share, about this. If you don't want to share, we can always edit this out. You personally can edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> but if it went, if it went great, I, I, I just want to know where you, where you took the young lady, you know, what, what the, what happened. If it was terrible, we'll edit this whole segment out. No, we won't. We'll keep it. If it's terrible, that's twice the reason to keep it. I, I can tell right off the bat, A, you did not. You, you This is the first you've mentioned this to Tony. And uh, B, he does not want to do this. And then C, I, kinda, I suspect you're doing that on purpose for those two reasons, because you're trying to uh, you're, you're punching back at Tony for stealing the show the last few weeks. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Just woke absolutely up with, not. here we go. Here's what I'm going to do when I wake up. <laughs> You are correct about me not uh, passing this by Tony. So I, I hope <laughs> this goes well. <laughs> um, uh, I'm not going to give out specifics because I may take a future date there and I want to give out. Yeah. Like, oh, you, you oh you're the spot. Did you take that? Come on, man. Yeah, you know I, feel you. I feel you. He doesn't want to open the playbook. But it, I did. It was in Hyde Park. Um, and it was cool. Um, she was a bit. Uh, Technical. I have no uh, idea what you mean. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying no, to figure out what does that possibly mean. <laughs> um, this is the most uncomfortable he's ever been on this podcast. He usually is just that's what, that, means, uh, that means so yeah. much because Tony is not uncomfortable by anything. <laughs> he's he almost never. Yeah, I, I, he normally has this like this perfect job on here where he if just sits turned, there. Has t- if you see, you can't. You, this is an audio platform, but if you look at it, Tony, he's turning himself into a pretzel trying to answer. This oh yeah. Question. And, and normally he's sitting in there like Homer Simpson, where he's got all the buttons and dials ahead of him, and he's playing with them, just seeing what kind of messes he can make in the show. And now all of a sudden, now now the tables have turned. Mm-hmm. Good job, Russ. What an interviewer. Come on, Tony. <laughs> yeah. Um, You've told us almost nothing. You got to do better than that. Because like it, it I don't want to. I don't want to dive like break it down like mm-hmm. too much because it's only the first person i met that's only the first time i met this person and i don't want to mm-hmm. like judge a hundred percent based off this one you know meeting here Fair. um but uh a lot less laughs than i expected um she's extremely straightforward 
Um, which is right. fine. Like it is okay. Okay. Sounds like you were out with, on a date with a grown up. So congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm like, would she be prepared for the ridiculousness that is Tony? And I'm like, I don't know if she'd be able to handle it. I don't know if any well, of us are. We're your friends and we're not. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I start every one of these just holding my breath, waiting to see what happens. Okay, so here's my my follow up. Have you is this the first time you've been on a, a date with somebody who didn't laugh as much as you expected them to? Uh yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a weird space, right? Yeah, it's really weird. Really weird. I mean, are you supposed to laugh to be polite or something? No, you, no, no. It's, it, you... it's it's the the wanting to all right, I took this time out, right? And I want to enjoy this thing. Let's try and find something sarcastic, some dry humor, something right. something, you know, that I know that you have a sense of humor, that you will get the various bad jokes that I will tell if this proceeds to go on. Um, I didn't get any of that hint it was i mean yeah it was just kind of just straight former cordial it was cool um what what does she do for a living she works for the government okay oh. so you um, went out with the fbi agent that's all yeah that's all he can tell us that's it <laughs> <laughs> she, right. uh, it's it, it has something to do with politics where she's an organizer for like a like if she if it wasn't for the pandemic she will be in capitol hill be at capitol hill. okay all right well i i'm 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 assuming because of the way you describe this are you going to give her another like a date number two to maybe see if you can crack the shell of that? <laughs> you give her. She may not give me. Yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> I love fair. the premise of that totally question. Fair. Like it's up to Tony. Totally fair. <laughs> well, to, to make Tony feel better, I also went on a date um, recently. Well, I was if we're the- all going to tell one of these stories, I didn't. Well, yes. I didn't know that was our. I didn't know that was our homework ask, for this week. I didn't ask you for that reason, Jason. But you, hey, you never know, Russ. Like he may have taken his wife out on a date. My dad recently oh. took my mom out on a date. Like it happens. You and Ashley go on a, a nice date. Please tell us. Typically, a date is like uh, if the kids have an activity that lasts an hour, hopefully, at the rec center or something. We can drop them off, and uh, that we can drive, you know, to Starbucks and back or something like that. And uh, there's a date. So is that healthy? Yeah, yeah, that to look forward to in your thirties. I don't know if that's healthy. I'm with you, Tony. <laughs> y'all, to, y'all gotta go. We might have to pony up as a show and get them, you know, a, a gift card to Chicago Cut or something. Because y'all need to yeah. go out. Probably we do. Yeah, and, I, and I have, have a feeling you're, you'll be more interesting about this, Russ, than me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I I had a date uh, while I was in Pittsburgh, actually, and. Uh, is the is the first virtual date I've had because we were gonna go out and she was she was in the middle of a or towards the end of her quarantining because she was a close contact with somebody, uh, and so I said, "Nah, that's cool." She was like, "Are are you?" Because I she knows what I do. She was like, "When are you leaving?" I'm like, "Uh, Sunday." And she's like, "Okay," and I'm like, "I mean, we could do like a Facetime date or whatever." And she was like, oh, that, that'd be really cool. So we FaceTime and like it was dope and talked for like an hour and a half. And it was it was really cool because like usually that that would be 
I wouldn't perf- I'm such an in-person type of like personality, like Tony, Tony, Tony's probably the exact same. We're like in-person Tony is way different than a, the Tony that you would get any other time. So, but it was dope and like mentally stimulating conversation and it was cool. Yeah, that's good. It went better than mine and now mine was in real life. So, you know. Yeah, yours is in real life and didn't go well. <laughs> no, that's, uh, I think the coolest part was m- like having somebody intellectually that you can like connect with right away. I had with this person mm. um, and she's like a therapist. So that's like really cool. And just talking about all this different stuff. So definitely when I'm going back to Pittsburgh, she said to give her a call. So that's cool. A therapist as in a counselor or something. Yes, sir. See, that would concern me. Why? I would feel, I would just would worry that I was being, you know, psychoanalyzed. Yeah. Worked on by somebody that's way smarter than I am. And like <laughs> this person, by the end of this conversation, by within 15 minutes, this person would understand me and my entire life and my childhood better than I do. I mean, that's probably what you That'd need. Be intimidating to me. It's probably what you need. We're <laughs> 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 being honest, <laughs> but no. Okay. Cool. Tony, I appreciate you divulging. I know we didn't call a timeout and run this play, but I think we did. Okay. Like we're, this is, if this is the beginning of a, of a game, we didn't shoot sixty percent from the field, but we knocked down some shots. Yeah, it was all right. I mean, again, I have no problem talking about my dating life. It's just this particular one was different. He has no problem discussing it, Russ, except when he does. All right. So when you have the 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 killer knockout date, hit me. We'll circle back and make sure we do this again <laughs> <laughs> to balance it out. I don't want to jinx it. Ah, dang! You don't have. Trusting your game like that, Tony, you, you think you're gonna have a bad streak of days? Hey man. hey man, I've had something go really well, then really not well. So so I you know, while when you're on the road, you kind of like you're looking for things to to do, especially right now when we can't necessarily go out like I normally would when I'm on the road. So right. you know, grab some food uh on the off day and been doing different things the beautiful running trails in pittsburgh running the bridges it's awesome along the river grabbed some food came back to the hotel and turned on disney plus the one of the many streaming services out there and was going through some of marvel's you know recent uh releases and 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 past releases trying to find something to watch like the and movies it, or the shows? Uh, both. They have both of them. Okay. So you're going back through the Avengers. and stuff. Yeah, the whole catalog. Okay. All right, whole gotcha. catalog. And so it got me to thinking, and this is a, a normal question, but I haven't gotten to ask you guys. If you had a superhuman ability or superpower, some might say, what would you choose and why? <sighs> That's a tough one, man. What, what was yours? Let me think about it while you tell yours. I have two, the ability to read people's minds. Okay. And be able to fly because I hate how much time travel takes. Okay. So the reason I'd want to read people's minds is sometimes like that's let's let's circle back to Tony's date. If Tony, Tony, I'll love this. (laughs) If Tony could read that young lady's mind, he'd know how to better handle that situation 
maybe make a joke that she thought was funny or things that were on. He could see what's on her mind that she thought was fun, were funny. And then you could approach it in a different way. Or if you're in danger and you don't know, there's so many situations in life where some pops off and you don't know about it. Maybe you can read the minds of the people who are, you know, close to you. And then maybe you can see that before it happens. All those different things and reasons. I think reading people's minds would be cool and just knowing how people think. I think none of my superpower desires would be that dramatic. I think like for a superpower, I would just want to be six foot one. I would take that. All right. Or if I didn't have to shave, if I could retract my beard, like Wolverine retracts his claws or something like that, that'd be great. Or if I, or if I could, or if I could do the same with my hair, like if I could grow my hair and all of a sudden, like, you know, how the Hulk turns green. I just, I just, suddenly grow hair like patrick finley's where it looks really good that's a cop out i'm not gonna let you do that you need to I would, any up. one of those would be really good man any of those would be really helpful so you me. you wouldn't want to pick up cars or have super speed or laser vision like cyclops or anything i guess i would but i'd probably be satisfied with just being six one that'd be good enough for me i'd be like oh this is a good power tony save the segment please enlarge any part of my body Oh my God. Tony Gill. Yes. Tony. You took you took this where this needed to go, but bro, of all the things <laughs> that, yo, that's the wildest superpower I've heard I, anybody want to have. Um, I'm not gonna ask you why on that one, like I asked Jason. But <laughs> no, no, Tony, I unlike yourself, I am scared to get fired. And what is said on this platform, you know, could be held against Jason and I. So I appreciate you participating, but I'm not going to ask you why you would like to enlarge any part of your body as a superpower. I can grow to be six one. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I guess you could do that. Too. <laughs> I guess you could do that, too. <laughs> um, you guys wouldn't want that superpower, though. You know exactly what he was doing. Uh, Don't you already have that superpower? You. <laughs> I'm not doing this with y'all today. <laughs> oh, my God. <coughs> oh. Yo. My follow-up to that question is, we're all in sports media. And I, I personally feel like everybody has a skill that they do better than other people. So I want to ask you guys, fine gentlemen who are both reporters, I don't care what Tony says. What are what do you feel that your superpower in sports media is? I only I can only pick one. No, if you have more, two yeah, What if you're like Iron Man? You're just good at everything. Hey, good. I, I'm not mad at you. Not deadline writing, man. I can write. I can scrap the whole thing and write it in 15 minutes on deadline. If I have to, if something changes and I just, it's just this thing of not even being aware of or caring about how much time there is till it's, till it's due. And that's a, for those of you that don't do this for a living, that's, that's helpful. That's really helpful. That might be the one thing I have where I feel like maybe other people don't have that because that comes up quite a bit. And Blowing deadline is a major problem if it ever happens. It's fireable defense in a lot of, a lot yeah, of as it should be. 
That's no, that's that's a dope skill to have. I, there is a ton of people who don't have that, and people who don't write in in newspapers like we do don't necessarily understand. Um, I think for me, coming from an online publication to a newspaper, it was something I was concerned about. But because I'd written, you know, for newspapers before, it was like, all right, it's just like riding a bike again. So, but no, have you been in any tight spots yet with this job with the Cubs? Where you? Yeah, with baseball, a game flip in the eleventh inning or something. It happens pretty regularly in baseball. It's kind of just having a plan of attack before the day, like the game starts, where I could pivot and have something be my main story that's not even in the game, which is helpful if it's a you know five to five tie in the bottom of the eighth and a homer at any time can change the game. Yeah. So no, that's a good one. Tony, how about you? Um, if I'm bored by something, that means something isn't interesting. And that's how I gauge everything. Like uh, my gut feeling, if something is boring me, then it probably is boring for a lot of other people. Um, and that's how I produce content. I'm like, because I'm I, I, I'm intrigued by not a whole lot. Like I'll something small will grasp my attention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so like if something isn't going well, I'm like uh, I'm not really feeling this. Yeah, it's yeah. usually a good gauge that oh wow this isn't this probably isn't gonna go well over the audience. So in my media podcasting content creation superpower, I think that's probably it. So you feel more than other you can tell before other people can if something's going to go well or not. Yeah. How did you feel about this show about 30 seconds in? <laughs> um, I knew we were no no, I knew something the greatness comes from when people are really in tune or really not in tune. <laughs> so we're definitely uh, not in tune to start the show. Yeah, Russ, I was gonna say Russ didn't strike me as in tune this morning, and I don't really feel tune, that way myself. It could have it could have led to like some stuff that he didn't mean to say, <laughs> <laughs> and then actually said it, and no, that would have been great too. I'm but, always I'm see, always gonna be in tune. I don't care how tired I am. I'm <laughs> never gonna come on here and say some some flagrant stuff. This, are you sure? Because I here. worry that you might need to listen to this later to find out what you said like that you you might not totally remember especially the first 20 minutes you might have you might when you listen back to this you're like oh yeah that is that's what we talked about (laughs) yes um tony has a second one though and you know he does tony's voice man oh yeah for sure that's it that's that's a a, an inimitable superpower in sports tony is probably the premier sports narrator slash voiceover guy in the city right now the only thing is, I don't have a lot of range, though. Like, I have a... You don't I, need to, man. You got I one trick, and you just like, keep doing uh, it. Like, I, I can't do a lot of, like, happy things with my voice. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't always want to get you to do the serious. Yeah, like, I'm the serious type hype um, type of voice, deep cut. Yeah, I can't I can't just do everything. That's, that's the only be- thing. You could moonlight as a uh, podcast producer and radio DJ, Quiet Storm with Tony Gill. I could definitely see yeah, that. Yeah, I get well, hyped every time one of his commercials plays. It's like, I want to play for the White Sox when I hear that commercial. And I mean, if Tony could, if we could get Tony to do a commercial dramatizing, going to Target to pick up a few things, I would get excited about that, I think. <laughs> Tony, if, if all else fails, you should do a Quiet Storm on V103. I think that, <laughs> I think that would be perfect for you. Um, 
What's your ability, Russ? What has gotten you this? Uh, what, if you had to pick one thing that has brought you success and um, is unique about you in our line of work, what, what do you think it is? I think it's my ability to be able to connect with people. And regardless of background, regardless of anything, I feel like I can find a, a commonality, um, a connection with somebody that makes for a good conversation. Um, and it's a good way to build trust, which in our business is everything. So that's my superpower ability that I feel like I have. Do you like the Avengers movies and the Marvel movies, by the way? No. No. Wait, what? Why were you looking around trying to watch them then? Because I was bored and I want, I don't like eating without having something to watch. Usually. <laughs> Did you get to the end of Disney Plus? You're like, I've watched everything on here. Even Mighty Ducks three, and now well, see, all that's I got usually, left that's is these what, Avengers that's movies. What happens? Like I'll I'll like find an old Disney movie that I like and I'll watch it, and because like they have a nice catalog. But um, as far as the Avengers movie, I am I I I enjoyed Iron Man. I enjoyed some of their movies like individually, yeah, as a collective as a series. Like it wasn't. I'm not as like I'm not like Lawrence, where it's like yo every movie. I have to watch. I have to be the first one in line. It's not like that. Like I saw Age of Ultron, the Avengers movie, and then I didn't see another Avengers movie till Endgame. <laughs> like that's how out of the loop I am when it comes to like Avengers movies. So, yeah, I'm not a big Avengers guy. I didn't grow up with comic books or the Avengers necessarily, but I've seen all or most of the movies and all the characters and all the movies seem the same to me. They're all really the same. All the characters supposedly have these different abilities, but it's all really the same ability. It's all, you know, something with electricity and can jump really high and beat people up and blow things up and destroy things. They can all essentially do the same thing. Like Iron Man can fly, but pretty much so can Thor if he uses his hammer. And so can the Hulk just because he jumps so high. It's basically like flying. And all the movies follow the same plot where, they can't beat up the guy at the beginning, but then eventually doing mostly the same thing. They do end up beating up the guy and their superpowers work in some situations, but then randomly don't in other situations. And then they randomly do at the end. It's every one of these movies and every one of these characters seems the same to me. It's all blur. You guys are so anti-fun. Are you guys kidding me right now? I'm uh, Tony. I'm a very fun person. It's just the no, one no, area no, of my no. life where... with, with both of your opinions on Marvel. You guys are anti fun. That's all this is. You Tony. better have more than that if you're going to. Yeah, no, it's one, of the greatest, it's one of the greatest series, movie series of movies of all time. Tony, the, the are you talking? The big... of, wait, wait, wait. Are you talking Avengers or are you talking well, the, Mar the like Marvel, Marvel Universe? Cinematic universe. No, I'm not talking about. I'm talking about. He he asked me specifically about Avengers. I, I like Marvel movies. Well, they're all the Avengers. See, see, Jason was referring to the part, whole series. Yeah, they're all part of the don't, Avengers. Don't Thor's, throw me Thor's an Avenger. So Hulk's an Avenger. Marvel people can come after me. I want them to come after him because I just said I'm not into Avengers as a collective like that. But I like you know Black Panther, Iron Man, Thor. Like I like those movies individually. But as a collective, like, I don't, you don't care like about, when they do the super friends. I don't care about yeah. Ca what Captain Marvel is that her name or whatever. Mm. Um, and I don't mean that like in a misogynistic way. Oh, but like, yeah, very misogynistic. No, <laughs> no, not at all. No, let's backtrack. So I don't, I, mean, like, uh, I don't like no, Captain America. I mean, no, no, no. I just like it didn't interest me like that. But like, 
the some of their other movies and characters did. So it, it's kind of like a. I thought it was a la carte. I didn't know you had to have the whole buffet. Yes, you have to have. You have to watch all of them. They all connect. Honey, the this series, that series, the crescendo of it is finally something interesting and different and unexpected happens where Thanos snaps his fingers and half of them disappear. And then they make one more movie where they're like, well, let's just um, pretend it didn't happen. No, no, it happened. That's not how the movie went. That's, bro. Movie that's went. basically how it went. They're like, no, oh, let's just not. turn no, back it's time. Not. And see, see we'll Tony, just, you see why you get just go back in time and change. I don't that. even like the Avengers and I, could, I know that's not how the movie went. And on top of that, they are building an entire world post what happened. Like they're addressing the realities of what would it be like if half of the population instantly left and then five years later, half the population came back. Like they deal with that in future, like uh, in WandaVision and in uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, they built entire worlds based off of how are they getting along after half of the population returns to earth. Like, you know how, how crazy that is? Well, yeah, the whole thing's crazy because people don't usually get angry and turn green and giant, Tony. The whole thing's yes. crazy. And enlarge themselves. Oh. <laughs> hey, this is Jason Leisure. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent. Our podcast is brought to you in part by Manscaped. And this is something you really need to check out. Manscaped.com is the one-stop shop for you guys to get every personal grooming product you need. And I mean every product. You can't keep walking around all mangy and gross and think everyone's just going to be cool with that. Oh, yeah, that's just our friend, Mangy Dave. Come on, man. Don't be Mangy Dave. It's time to get serious about your personal grooming, and Manscaped.com is here to help. You should start with Manscaped's top trimmer, the Lawnmower 3.0. It's the perfect tool for an incredible male grooming experience. And they've got everything else you need to make this as easy as possible. Anti-chafing deodorant, toner, refresher, and a whole lot more. You heard me say anti-chafing deodorant, right? You're really going to want that this summer. Nobody's giggling anymore when they talk about male grooming. It's just part of the routine. This is as essential as brushing your teeth. And Manscaped has you covered. Not only do they have great supplies to get you set up, but they're offering 20% off and free shipping to our listeners with the simple promo code LOHO. That's it. Type in L-O-H-O and you'll get 20% off your entire order plus free shipping. That's a big deal. You'll smell good, look good, and feel good. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com and load up. You'll thank me later. The one thing I enjoy about the morning is that I have a lot of funny dreams. Do you have recurring dreams, Russ? Uh, every, every, Every now and then. What do you have recurring dreams about? I don't know if I could say it on this platform. Okay. Enlarging. <laughs> Tony. Tony. Manscaped. Tony. Tony, just, just sit a couple plays Tony, out here. Okay? We got we to gotta put you on mute for a little bit. <laughs> no. Do you ever, dream, do you ever dream about Do you ever dream about famous people or people from movies or anything like that? Do those people ever find um, their ways into your dreams in weird ways? Sometimes if I watch something, maybe a person from something I had recently watched is in a dream, but usually it's people from like my everyday life. So like you've been in a dream of mine or Tony's been in a dream of mine. No, it's just like everyday life stuff and stuff happens. I do have dreams where something that happens a couple of days from 
when I have a dream or a week will happen in, in actual like real life when I'm awake and that oh, really? freaks me out. Dude, that does that happens to me all that the freaks time. Me out. That happens to you all the time. Yeah. Where was this during the superpower segment? <laughs> that is super. This happens every all the time. This, this happens like a few times Tony. a week for you. You dream something and then it happens. Yeah, and it's not. It's nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing special. You know, it's nothing crazy. Like it's just a random. Like I'm at a stoplight. I'm at a. I'm at a stoplight, and I'm like, that's gonna turn now. Or, I've seen that person crossing the street before. Like at that, what they're wearing, that car they're about to cross over, like pass by, just random stuff. Like I'm in a grocery store, and something falls from the shelf. Like ah, I felt this before. Are yeah. you telling? Is this a joke? Are you doing like no, no, a plot I'm, to a movie? I'm, and I just haven't no, seen no. the movie, so I don't I'm, get it. No, I'm a hundred percent serious. Like this happens on a regular basis with me, and I've just kind of just accepted it. Just kind of like oh yeah, I saw that in the dream. Um, How is that? And how is that a premonition that you know when a light's going to turn green? Everybody knows when a light's going to turn green. When the opposite light goes yellow to red, then your light's going to turn green. That's no, not, no, it's it, but it's not even not like, a premonition. It's, that's kind of just like that's how the world works. It's it's not even like just the light. It's everything that's around. Like I can remember like the car, the license, sometimes a, a piece of the license plate, um, like just a bunch of random things that happen in everyday life. Exactly how I dreamt it, colors and everything. It happens all the time for me. It's like I'll say something or somebody else will say something to me that I've heard them say before in a dream. And that's that's what gets you. Mm. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. I have recurring dreams about George W. Bush. That I'm hanging out with George W. Bush. Of all the people that you could have said, that's the person you went to? I, I don't have a choice. It's my dreams. You got to remember that George W. Bush was 
I mean, for a time considered a national hero when I was a teenager um, because he led the country through 9-11. And I mean, he was that that might be why. I don't know. I mean, depending on the demographic, there's only a few presidents that I really would remember, even at my age. I mean, prob- I barely remember Bill Clinton being president. So it's only probably the last three or four presidents at most. But I had a dream recently where most of my dreams with George W. Bush are funny, which is how I would expect hanging out with George W. Bush to be. I feel like regardless of your politics, hanging out with George W. Bush would be kind of fun. You'd have a fun time. He'd be like, hey, I got some fireworks in the shed. (laughs) That'd be great. I love that. But I had a dream where I was in the Secret Service and there was an attack on George W. Bush and I saved him by lead with that. Getting him lead with that next time. I'm getting to it. All right. (laughs) I'll tell about my dreams the way I want to tell about my dreams. Well, we, lost our, by, we lost our liberal demo as, as soon as you said George W. Bush. So thank you. Uh, I saved him by uh, by getting him to crawl into an air conditioning duct and hide there. And uh, and then afterward, the Secret Service was not real happy about that because I didn't do it by the book, they say. And Bush was like, no, he stays. <laughs> You've been watching too much White House Down. I'll tell you that. I haven't seen it. I don't know what that even is. Is that a show? It's basically basically exactly what you said. Now it's time for a Chicago Bears segment we call. This is fine. I'm okay with the events that are unfolding currently. Everything's fine. That's okay. Things are going to be okay. Here we go. I'm much better. This is a much better job, Tony, than two minutes into our podcast like last week. <laughs> it's a low bar. Russ, are you ready for a Chicago Bears update? I just want to warn you before you answer that. Everything's fine. Okay. It's not, there's no cause for alarm. Are you ready for this? Never, but go ahead. Free agency opened one month ago. And here's who the Bears have added. Angelo Blackson. Jeremiah Ataochu, Ataochu, I'm not sure how to pronounce that one yet. Desmond Trufant, Christian Jones, Elijah Wilkinson, and Damian Williams. I've heard of three of those dudes. <laughs> so that, that should tell you all you need to know. Oh, man. All right. So you have recurring dreams about George W. Bush. Yeah, I'm going to uh, I'm going to call my therapist friend and see if I can book a session for you because you got some shit you need to work out. <laughs> which of the which of the presidents of your lifetime do you think would be fun to hang out with or not fun to hang out with? What? That's so, that's I don't think that's a question, answer. bro. I don't think that's a question, dude. That's only one answer for that, Jason. Come on, man. I'm not saying who's the most. I'm saying which ones do you think? All right. This would be cool to have a beer with this guy or it wouldn't. I wouldn't really want to with this guy. Is it because you guys only have two presidents to choose from? Is that the problem? That's funny, but I, well, we only have three: Clinton, Clinton, Bush, and Obama. Oh, and Joe Biden, or and the other guy. Um, so we have f- what four, five? Clinton, Bush, the second, Obama, forty-five, Joe Biden, five. I think I think Bush would be fun. I think you'd have a fun time with Bush. It'd be cool. You'd do cool stuff. You'd he'd want to do like normal guy stuff. He'd want to go he'd to be, a sports he'd bar. Be like, yo, let's go to a bar. And he used to own the Rangers, so maybe he has some cool Nolan Ryan stories or something yeah. like that. Um, and, I, 
Bill Clinton, though, that would be too that much. Be, I, I don't think you can might handle the, the level of fun that he would. That might be the be. guy. That might be too much. I don't know. Depending on who you ask. I mean, he's not going to get arrested, probably, but you would. <laughs> yes. Whatever, whatever goes down that night. Can I say something controversial? Oh, uh, Tony, as I don't want to get fired, bro. I just got this job. This small controversy. Small. All right. If we go, if we got to edit, we got to edit. Go ahead, Tony. <laughs> um, I was thinking about this the other day. Here we go. I'm so scared. You know, I'm scared too. Forty. I appreciate where your mind goes sometimes, but we got to cut that. I do. Yeah, I like. I could go for it. Always go for it. And then we can decide later to cut it. But I think that one's going to get you in trouble. <laughs> that was hilarious. But yeah, that outtakes, though. Outtakes. We're definitely saving that. Over the weekend, New York Post columnist Phil Mushnick posted a, a wild outlandish uh, column about New York Yankees catcher Gary Sanchez, who is is Latino and and uses a a translator. He's been in the big leagues for a while, established player. Um, And not only did he talk about him, he compared him to Gleyber Torres, another Latino player uh, for, for the Yankees who speaks English without a translator. Um, and answered questions on the Yankees pregame show or postgame show or whatever. Um, and he was comparing these two guys like, and I'm going to read exactly what he wrote, but com- basically comparing the two and saying that one guy, uh, you can clearly, you clearly can tell that he's been working on his English and the other guy has been here and he has it. So this is from Phil Mushnick's column that has since been, removed from the story. Yeah, I read this column and I don't I think that the New York Post took this out after the reaction. But and you, we, but we saw it. Every I mean you can still find it on the internet. And you can tell by just some of the way the sentences are constructed like the type of person that this dude is. Quote, last week the Venezuelan with 4 years in the big stood for a pregame interview on Yes Network and through faulty English nevertheless understood and answered Meredith Markovitz's questions the best of his English speaking ability referring to Torres. Yeah, it's clear he's working on his English. Gary Sanchez, after seven seasons with the Yankees and before that with the club's farm teams, still can't be bothered. He still relies on an interpreter, still as deficient in English as he is in fundamental baseball skills and awareness. That's disrespectful on so many levels as a professional athlete who's gotten the the to the level of success like Gary Sanchez to say that he has no baseball instincts and awareness is craziness. Well, he's had a pretty decent career so far too. Yeah, he has. And he's he's not even 30 yet. So it's like, what? And the second part of that is I'm so sick and tired of people who have never even attempted to, to speak a second language, try to learn a second language and never bothered to care about people outside of 
their bubble of the United States and English that constantly try to pick on people from different places where English is not their first language. And too many times in sports media, do we have people like Phil Mushnick who are cowards, right? This is a guy who, according to my friends in New York who cover that team, he doesn't even ask questions. That shows you what type of person that is. Meaning that he doesn't he doesn't make himself available to be accountable for things. Not even not these people. He hides in these little zooms. And you got to if, if you write something critical, you know, I mean, if you or I write something critical, even if the next day is your day off, you probably need to go in there. You probably need to show your face and be available for somebody to respond to you. And that I mean, that's basic journalistic accountability. They're they're very few things get that get me as bothered um as this this topic does for a, co- a couple of different reasons one as a as a as a reporter i understand how difficult it is for guys who are not from here to not only come and play and try to do well in their sport in their field but also have to be asked questions in their second language and people expect answers in that second language, which they might not know well, might not know it at all. There's there's a lot of times where people ask questions in the United States that don't make sense in English. So to try to get that to, to translate to a second language is, is difficult. And the other part of it for me as a Spanish speaker. I've been learning Spanish for over 10 years, right? I started learning when I was 13 years old. Yeah. And I'm 26 right now. And while I'm better than most Americans, it's still an everyday process for me to make sure I grasp language. It's one thing to learn a language. It's another thing to try to master a language. And the fact that people who don't understand that and never wanted the ignorance of people who don't want to understand that. And so you just spout off at the mouth that this guy needs to learn English. And why is this guy using a translator? If let's say Gary Sanchez doesn't use a translator and through broken English, he's he explained something that happened in the game that is out of context. And he didn't mean to say it in the way that he said it. But because of the language barrier, he he says it incorrectly. Right. That's the same dude, Phil Mushnick, that the next day would rip that guy. That's and, and so that's why you need translators. If you want people to 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 be able to explain things as thoroughly as possible. That's what guys like Billy Russo, who's the White Sox translator or Will Nadal, who's the Cubs translator, some of the best in the business. That's a lot of these guys lifeline, like having, it's not just doing interviews pre and post. Like those guys are helping them so much out off the field. Those guys are needed. And and to have the, the same thing with this goes back to the whole Kevin Mather incident in Seattle. Like, it's just so annoying to see this continually happen where people feel so entitled to tell others who are not from here that, no, you need to get in line and learn this language. It, it bothers me so much. And for me as a reporter who also speaks a second language, part of that process was I don't want a, a player who's Latino who doesn't speak English to feel like they can't talk to me or they can't explain themselves about something 
because they don't know English. And I feel it's my responsibility as the reporter to do my best to make sure I can communicate with them, whether that's in English or if that's in Spanish in, in a lot of cases. Well, if he's not comfortable in English, and I can guarantee you any one of these players on a, on a professional sports team is working on their English because they have to. They'd be working on it in the locker room. They'd want to communicate with teammates without a translator. So I'm sure that he's where I could. I Gary could Sanchez almost, speaks some English. Like it, that's, I almost guarantee that's that he's been working on it nonetheless. But if he is not fully comfortable in giving you a good answer in English, then the, the most helpful thing he could do is use a translator. I'm going to be helping you. Yeah. And, and this is this is the this is one of the reasons that I started taking learning Spanish really seriously again. So maybe 2016, um, I'm an intern at the Daily Hero, about 20, 20 some years old and uh, covering the White Sox. And this is really early in, in Jose Abreu's career. And I, I see him in the corner. And it's the pregame. You're in the clubhouse and people are talking to people. And I just this is basically the best player on the team and nobody's around talking. He's just chilling in his locker. And for me, it felt so like such a wild moment, because if that was, you know, it's hard to get to the star player on any team. Right. Those guys, are like, there's usually 30 people around that's the best player on that team. And nobody was around that was talking to him. Now there could be a lot of reasons for that. Maybe they talked to him the day before the night before, whatever, but it's very rare to have a, the accessibility that he had that day. I had with him, other people had with him and nobody be over there talking to him. And also I noticed other Latino players that were around where people weren't talking to them. And for me that day, I left the ballpark and was like, never will I, go into a clubhouse again where I can't communicate with those guys. Right. And I knew Spanish at the time, but that's when I really locked in on like relearning the language um, because I started learning at 13, did the whole thing in high school, AP honors, all that. Went to the Dominican, learned and came back, went to college and didn't use any. But when I got back into writing about baseball, it became so important to me to be able to learn a different language where I, I could communicate with people who didn't have that opportunity. And I talk to players all the time who are just like, yo, one, your Spanish is really, really good. And two, like, thanks for doing that, because nobody ever talks to me in Spanish, right? Nobody ever asks me questions in Spanish. Um, and it's so unfortunate that in a sport like baseball, where you have so many Latinos from Puerto Rico or Dominican or Cuba or, or Mexico or anywhere, like that, that nobody speaks Spanish really. Like there's a handful of reporters around the game that do. And then you have guys like Phil Musnick that try to, you know, pick on guys who who are doing their best to communicate the best that they can in their language. So, um, no, it, it's just it's just a constant reminder that we have to call stuff like this out. Right. I feel responsible. And as one, a reporter as to a Spanish speaker to call dumb stuff like that out, because those things shouldn't be allowed to happen. Like somebody who calls himself a quote, 
journalist or even columnist, I don't care what publication you write for, whether it's the Post or New York Daily News or whatever, um, there should be a higher standard for what we do. And, and what that was, was not that. And that's unacceptable. I don't read a lot of Phil Mushnick and I, you know, maybe this goes over differently in New York, but in reading this, I mean, just in clicking on this column, which might be his first column I've ever read. There's a little thing on the side that says more Phil Mushnick, like other columns he's written. And it's, he's mad about Tiger Woods. He's mad about the all-star game. He's mad about Kelvin Sampson. He's mad about Charles Barkley. And you look through and it. That's all this is. That's all this column is. It gets into these other drips and draps of, of notes and things like that. Ripping the broadcast, ripping the Mets, ripping Adam Gase. I mean, just ripping everybody. Yeah. Um, and then you look through in his past. This isn't the first time he's gone after, after Gary Sanchez, even. I mean, at some point, when does the guy just get ignored? Why did, why does this even get attention anymore? When you have, when you have a crazy person just ranting, eventually you stop listening to him. And, and see, that's where to me, the publication has a sense of responsibility, right? Because they this was some been, sense of responsibility because they went and deleted. They went and took it. Yeah, because the paragraphs killed. that everybody they, that caught fire was, was lighting him up on, on yeah. socials. And and he probably got a call from the Yankees like, yo, what are you doing? Like how? And, and usually I wouldn't you know when there are a lot of teams that do that type of thing where something said where it's like, all right, like relax. But this isn't one of those things like this is a personal attack against a guy. Uh, who is learning a language maybe slower than you might want him to. And yeah, no, the, the, the publication holds a sense of responsibility with that, where, yes, you want your columnist to have an opinion, but when it's dumb stuff like this, man, that can't happen. Like they've been, they've been endorsing this forever. This guy's been there for 50 years. I mean, this is not his first one. I, I, some of his stories, I remember hearing about some of his columns that got him in trouble. Like he said that the Brooklyn Nets, when Jay-Z took over, instead of being the Nets, they should be the Brooklyn N-words. That was a column that this guy wrote. And there, there's a hundred of these. I mean, he goes after all these people. He goes after Chance the Rapper. He goes after all kinds of people with the Yankees and the Mets. This is something that he's been doing forever. And the New York Post, it, it must be popular with somebody because the New York Post keeps defending it by printing him every day. There's a lot of respectable people who write for the New York Post, but yeah, you 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 you're you as the publication, you're you should be held accountable when stuff like that continues to happen. Here on Sports Adjacent, over the last several weeks, you've heard Jason Leisure and I go back and forth about the things that are popular in the world today amongst the young people. And he, who is not a young person anymore, is unaware. So we came up with the lovely idea to add a new segment called What's That Mean? And now it's time for What Does That Mean? What Does That Mean? With your host, Russell Dorsey. That's the thing. What are you talking about? And everybody's favorite contestant, Jason Leacher. I don't understand. Russ, what's that mean? First installment of it, Jason. Are are you ready? Are are you ready for what's about to happen? I'm I'm afraid, but I'm also a little bit confident. I think I'm going to do well. What what's the game? What do we do? So so for for all our listeners, this game I'm going to give Jason random phrases within the culture or uh, 
things that young people say often these days and see if Jason understands what that means. So I'm going to give you a uh, a quick a quick practice round. Okay, good. And now we get five. Yeah. Do I, do I win by getting three? If I get three out of five, I win. Uh, let's see how it goes. Let's play it by ear. Let's give All you right. the. Let's see if you get the practice ones first. Let's try it. Right. Do you know what? Uh, and this should be pretty simple, pretty straightforward. Yeah. yeah. Netflix and chill. It means you watch a movie on Netflix and have ice cream. Incorrect, sir. Um, it has Netflix in the in the what is Netflix code for? So well, depends on who you ask. Some people actually watch Netflix. Oh, okay. The 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 term Netflix and chill already half a point. The the term Netflix and chill would be where you and somebody that you might be interested in do watch Netflix, maybe turn on a movie. Yep, that part and I got. And it leads to other activity not a not a pint of ben and jerry's i mean depending on how you get down maybe it might lead to buying it buying it ben and jerry all right, all right um, so i got that one wrong so you got that one wrong let's let's try it again another just breathe practice right. practice okay do you know what a fit is like a tantrum like my kids throw fits all the time Absolutely not. This is going to go terrible. This is when someone like loses their mind because they're so angry. Uh, I Pitching a fit, that's what that is. Having a fit is a completely different thing. So having a fit? Uh, if, I, if I put together a fit, that's my outfit that I have on. So Oh, it's short for outfit. Correct. Oh, I like that. Okay. Is there an apostrophe before the fit? N- no, Jason. No, it, it's just fit. All right. So you can tell audience that this is going to go. He's going to go over five on this So well, today. Your fit is like half of a T-shirt or what's left of a T-shirt. <laughs> that's been his fit. Like that, the last few episodes. That's kind of the, the, the Russ Dorsey brand now as far as pods go. But, uh, you, know, I, you know, I put fits together. You know, I, I, I get down. Out Russ, here. I see you. I see you dress very well all the time. I see you with a good fit all the time. Just never <laughs> I, on our podcast. You did. You're you're getting there. I I liked how you used it. Right. You had confidence with it, and so we're we're gonna, we're gonna get you. We're gonna take you from seventy five. We'll try to get you to fifty five by the end of the segment. The problem is, man, like we're not that far apart in age, but the the circles that we run in are so drastically different because it's not about the years apart. It's about the layers of life apart. Where I feel like I don't know how anybody can stay on top of how. Thing, how the world is talking once you've got kids and you've got this whole family life you got to take care of. That's that's what I feel like makes me very removed from half the things that you talk about. And your daughters are so young. They haven't, they can't put yeah, you up yes. on game yet exactly. about we're what the talking kids about the octonauts and stuff. Right. So, all right. So we're, we're going to get you right. We're going to start off with number one. All right. Now we're playing. Here we go. What does that mean? Do you know what it means, Jason, to have hands? Uh, it just means that you have really big hands, like or good hands, like you can dribble well or catch well. So I'm going to give you this one more time. If that was my I answer. Say, no, I I have, if I say I have hands or Tony tell somebody Russ has hands, what does that mean? It means he can play the piano or something, probably like he has really good hands on the keys. Tony. Mm. Uh, it means you can fight. 
It means that I can fight. Why wouldn't it be I have fists? When you say it like that, when you say hands, I picture slapping. (sighs) No, no, Jason. This is a hand. This is a fist. If somebody if somebody if if you and I are in a bar and I see somebody that's bigger than you. Yeah. Or I know what this dude can do in the streets. Yeah. I'm going to look at you and say, relax, dude. He got hands. Yeah. That means he's going to knock you out. And you should relax. All right. All right. Okay. It's early. It's early. It's early. This one down. You're 0 for 1, but we we have. I still got time to rally here. Number two. One of these that I know. If if I you cover the NFL, so I'm surprised that you have never heard that before. That's my only my only exposure or link to how young people talk. I feel like is you and locker rooms, and I haven't been in a locker room. (laughs) In a year, see, but see, because of that, me, Tony, and locker rooms, you should know most of these words. That's why I'm disappointed. I haven't been in a locker room in a year. Fair. Nobody, Fair. Uh, no, no player gets on a Zoom call and talks about someone having hands. Not yet. <laughs> um, number two, if I, if if I look in, if Tony's telling me a story, yes, and he gets to the part of the story that I don't like, and I say that's cap. What does that mean? Oh, my gosh. I have no idea. I don't even know. Uh, I mean, I know that you don't like it. I don't even have a guess for that. What does that mean? Tony? Uh, it means the person is uh, lying or uh, boosting a couple of details. to, to Embellishing. Theater. Yes. Yeah, embellishing. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's another loser sound. Yeah, there we go. Over two, Jason. You are over two with two strikeouts. I didn't even that's, have a guess on that one, man. Yeah, that's that was a uh, non-competitive at bat. There, we got to get you. Uh, we got to get you better. So you're over you two. Gonna, if I if I'm close on one of these, are you gonna are you gonna be a lenient grader here? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks. Absolutely not. That's not how you get better, man. It's not how you get better. All right. Number three. If so if I'm if I'm having a debate with somebody and I say that I have receipts, what does that mean? Oh, I know this one. It means you have the proof. It means you have proof of what you're talking about. Tony. That's correct, Jason. Hey, like, like there I'd we have, go. We're on the board. It's like Jason, I'd have proof that I bought a leaf blower if, and Russ would be like, man, I don't believe you. You didn't buy a leaf blower. And I'd be like, yeah, Russ, I have receipts. Well, I wouldn't say and that, that case would be literal and the way you're saying. So let's say I could we let's use uh, number two and number three together. You tell me that you and D-Way went to dinner and I say that's cap. Right. Yeah. Saying that you're be. lying or embellishing. I mean, that'd be you'd be correct. Yeah. And, and then you and then you would say, no, I got receipts. And it's you and a picture on your Instagram with D-Way. That would be how those that that would be your proof. So good okay. job, Jason. OK. I was at the same restaurant as him once, but uh, I we were I was not invited to sit with him. Did you wave? Yeah. You said what's up? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good relationship. I I I was in um in Pittsburgh. I was walking to Dunkin' Donuts, and a Cubs player was walking to Starbucks, and I yelled to say what's up. But the problem was there was a fan, and he was turning to say what's up to me, but he. There's a fan running from two blocks away trying to get this man to sign an autograph, autograph a baseball. And so it messed up the whole situation. So, but no, that's, that, that's how you use that word. And, and I'm, I'm happy. I thought you were going to go over five on this. So no, 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 I'm going to go some of these, man. I'm hip. 
The fact that you got one of that, one of these, that that makes me happy. All right. I was doing I was doing my work at a Starbucks once in Miami, and Chris Anderson, Birdman, came in. And and uh, you can't like a lot of famous people will try to get in and out of a Starbucks or a Walgreens or wherever discreetly, and not, you can't do that when you're six foot ten and you're and you have his hair and his tattoos. Right. Yeah. Um. Do you know what a this, number, this is, my, is number four. This is number four. This might go back to get both of these right to to be to win here. Right. Yeah. OK. So. Do you know what a lay is? L.A.Y. I have a few guesses, but I want to give a careful answer here. Um, I, I know I, I could I have an obvious answer to that, but I'm guessing it's wrong. If you, the obvious answer is the inappropriate one. You are correct. Oh, well, all right. Then, yeah, that's not no, like, no, I'm saying like you're correct that, that it's not that. Oh, all right. Well, this one's wrong. So I lose. What is it? All right. A, a lay is another word for an outfit. So it's how could word, that possibly be? What is that? I didn't even a know. Word, that. no, that's a word. It's a word that you use almost with like it's a synonym for outfit or fit. You Does it use. refer to laying out your clothes the night before? I think that might be where it comes from, but it might not be. It might be. It might be told. But I know, like some, you could interchange fit and lay, and so like my lay for the day, and all that rhymes. But like that's another word that you could use. So, if for all those people out there that didn't I know what that, a lay I think was, this is a trick. I think you're trying to set me up to look stupid. And I'd never do word. that to you. Use this I'd in front never, of somebody, and they're gonna look at me funny. I'd never set my partner up for failure. Never, never that. I let you fail on your own. But um, yeah, now you, you're one for four, sir. You're hitting 250. I've already beaten your expectations. Yeah, I mean, you did. You did. Yeah. I thought you were going to have an offer. Yeah, here one, we go. One more. And I, I, I have confidence that you're going to get one. What does it mean? What do vibes mean? Like if somebody it's- says it's a vibe, what does it mean? It means a mood or a feeling. Tony? Yeah, there we go. Probably, I think I think I think that's a that's a quality answer. Yeah. So, I think, yeah, I think I know it's this one of those one. words that have a lot of different meanings yeah. within the culture. I think I know this one. I think an example would be when we started this podcast and today and you had barely had your eyes open and you're groggy and you got the hotel bed behind you like <laughs> I would post a a screen cap of that on a morning where I had to get up really early and didn't want to. And I would say, this is a vibe or something. That's in close, a, right? Yeah, it's, it's close. You're I could make a meme of you. That would be like, this is a vibe on a day. I didn't want to get up early or something. Or like if, if I'm chilling at home, I got the Luther plan. I got wine, yeah. maybe a, 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 a guest, you know, and I, somebody would say this. If I think this is a vibe, that would also be another place where you could use that. Got it. So you went two for five. In baseball, you'd be you'd be doing really well in, yeah. in school. You probably fail. So right. because this is is this is a technically a quiz, you did fail, but you did better than I thought you would. So so next week, if we do this next week. We're going to go for three for five. All right. Are there are more terms than just those five. <laughs> the reason you add the G just because you asked that is the reason that we have to do these segments each week. If, I feel like half of them now, if I just guess clothes or outfit, I'm gonna be right. <laughs> right. 
You know, so they're, add, they're, adding, they're adding to the dictionary these words like mm-hmm. every so often. Like they added finna the other day and I was the most excited I've ever been about a word ever because they put finna in the dictionary. I'm going to just try to make sure that they're appropriate. Yeah. And, and it, and it, and, and it, because there were some ones that I'm like, I could use this, but I want both of us to be employed. I appreciate your That's discretion. That's what some was borderline. It was borderline. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. Russ handled it appropriately. I'd like the manscape that like, I'm going to take care of us, man. I'm going to watch close. our pockets. Drip means close. Look at you. Bonus point. I Tell them, give them the bell. It's another one. There we go. Extra credit. So I think we should keep playing this. I think uh, I, I and but I've got to to make it authentic. I will not spend any time trying to look this stuff up. Okay. it will have to be what I naturally know from my limited experience, uh, my limited interactions with the adult world, because, again, most of my life is consumed by octonauts and Barbies and doing the laundry. Before we let you guys go, uh, this another episode of Sports Adjacent. Just want to remind you, obviousshirts.com. Go on there, get you some shirts. There's a lot of holidays coming up where t-shirts are the appropriate attire. 10% off. Use promo code adjacent10 off your next purchase. We're we are rolling through these episodes now. Like it, it felt like just yesterday we were getting underway. And today we've completed episode six. Against the odds, too. Doing it in the morning for the first time. Yeah. Like it, we we had a it, we were slow start. I think we finished strong, though. This morning, you mean? Yes. Yeah. I mean, we ended up doing so many. Th- There's a whole list of stuff we didn't even get to. What missed the cut? Let's go through it. Okay. I'll give you these. Uh, you know, the Masters were last week at the Masters. Roy McElroy hit a spectator in the leg. Yikes. It was his dad. Is that serious? Is that for real? It was his dad. That's hilarious. Uh, Hope Troutwine. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, softball pitcher for North Texas. 21 strikeouts in a perfect game. First time that's ever happened. Saw Every that. Single awesome. player struck out. Uh, Joe, Joe, similar, similar news. Joe Musgrave of the Padres threw a no hitter. And while doing so, had to go to the bathroom extremely badly the entire last four innings of that. Joe Musgrove, but yes. Isn't that what I said? You said Musgrave. Musgrove. Joe Musgrove. Uh, Trinity Rodman, daughter of Dennis Rodman, scored a goal in her pro soccer debut. A Florida man is accused of stealing an ambulance from a hospital. He left it by a pond. And in Thailand, an Asian water monitor lizard took over a 7-Eleven and chased out the customers. Have you seen this video, Russ? These things are five or six feet long. Typically, they can be up to 10 feet. They look like alligators. It was climbing up the shelves, maybe trying to get some crunch berries or something. Yikes, that does not sound like a vibe. It sounds like something that would happen in Miami. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, We appreciate it. And we would love for you to hop on iTunes and subscribe and rate. Tell your friends about this show. Hit up obvious shirts like Russ said. We will have sports adjacent shirts coming soon. And uh, don't get up early. It's not good for you. It's not. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? 
You adjacent to the mother. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or 7 Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.